The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Matt Chat. It's the show where we get take a bunch of video questions from patrons, and they, they send us their videos, and then we re- respond to those questions. It's fantastic. It's Going In Raw, uh, and you can uh, participate, too, on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If at the $20 level, not only not only do you get to you have your video question on here, which mm-hmm. I love these video questions. Mm-hmm. They're great. And mm-hmm. we get mm-hmm. we get the debut of the Wayne Maker today. He's been on here before. Has he? Yeah. Oh, it's been a little while, though, hasn't it? It has. Okay. Well, fair enough. Um, uh, uh, we got a bunch of great video questions. We do. So not only do you get to put your video question on here if, you, if you're if you at the $20 uh, a month mark on yes. Patreon, you also get the Friendo Care Package. You do. Uh, it's got a comic book. Bunch of stickers. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who uh, remember our old logo, it's got a postcard with our old logo on it and a sticker of our old logo. Yeah, it's a throwback. It's a throwback. It's vintage. And vintage is cool, Larson. Yeah, nostalgia, hell of a drug. Yeah, speaking of nostalgia, who's our first Matt Chatter today? Uh, Matt Chat Hall of Famer, Thera Thabata. Oh, man, talk about vintage. Christine, mm-hmm. Thera Thabata. Yeah. Confirm we did get his Matt Chat question today. Let's see what he has to say. It looks like the Roman Reigns experiment is over. After four years, he still gets booed. Everybody still seems to hate him. And yet he's universal champion and he's the number one merch seller in the company. So my question for you guys is, was the Roman Reigns experiment a success? All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. Thank you, Thayer Thabata. Well, I mean, this is kind of a tricky question. He threw us a tricky one. A tricky one to start things off. The Roman Reigns experiment. Why don't you give us your interpretation of what the Roman Reigns experiment is, and then we can go from there. Well, if their goal is to make Roman Reigns the top guy in the company, then you could ha- you, you'd have to say, then yeah, it's been a success. He's the top merch seller. True. True. Um, he's currently holding the universal title. True. He gets a loud response whenever he's in the ring he in the arena. He does get a very loud response. Sure, it's mixed. There's cheers. There's booze. He is the new... I mean, look, if they wanted to make him the new John Cena, he is kind of the new John Cena in that he is one of the most, if not the most... Polarizing superstars in WWE. So let's, let's look at the list of things he would have to check off to be next John Cena. Uh, uh, championship. Check. Check. Selling a ton of merch. Check. Check. Getting a loud response... Even if it's polarizing. Check. Check. Those are pretty big checks. So in that in that sense, if that's the criteria, yeah, it's been a success. It hasn't been a quick success. The road has had a, 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 a more than a fair share of, of, of speed bumps. Oh, this is for sure the scenic route. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless. Lots of sightseeing on this one. I mean, it might not be exactly where they saw him when they uh, initiated this so-called experiment. 
three, four years ago. If okay, so but it's taking the scenic route, and I think it's kind of getting there. To look at the to look at the the other side of this to say no, it hasn't worked. We'd have to get into a little bit more of a subjective area. Can he? Number one, uh, is he? Has he ever been as over? Meaning the loud response is a bunch of cheers. He hasn't approached that compared to John Cena. Not as a solo competitor, no. No, as a member not. of Shield, yeah, maybe. Sure, sure. Yes. Um, so he hasn't gotten there. Do we see him as sort of a mainstream crossover guy? I mean, the, John Cena this early in his, or, you know, if, if you take a look at the, both their careers, I don't think John Cena was there at this Wasn't point. Wasn't the in his Marine career. released in relatively early? Would you consider the Marine a crossover affair, though? I mean, it was a movie that was in theaters. Yeah. But that was 2006. That's right around the time he won the first, his first yeah, championship. Yeah, but I don't know if that can really. I mean, what did that really? You know, now I'd, I'd consider Cena now like a crossover guy for sure. But when the Marine came out, it's not like it propelled him anywhere. It's not like it. You know, he didn't star in the sequel. So like, because he was wasn't he, it Mr. Anderson in the yeah, sequel? Yeah, I think so. He was too big of a star to star in the sequel. Yeah, maybe by that point. Yeah, he had eclipsed the the. Yeah, the did Marine, he do another movie after that? Um, well, he had done a bunch of movies since then. Yeah. Well, I mean, directly after that. Yeah, yeah. Tw- uh, was it Twelve Rounds? That sounds right. Was it that? That sounds right. You just Googled John Cena. Well, and do a lot IMDb, more net. IMDb page would be filmography. The top so I don't know. I mean, I think I'll put it this way. I kind of believe the Roman Reigns experiment is still ongoing. I kind of disagree with there when he says it's over. I don't think it's over. I think if, if, if the Roman Reigns experiment was he gets a massive response, he is legitimate enough in the fans' eyes to see him going over Brock Lesnar. I think the, the, the experiment, no. I think if that's the end of it, I think it kind of failed. I mean, I, I think it's over and it failed because – it didn't really feel like, okay, I'll put it this way. Was there a big, I don't know, a sea change moment when he beat Brock Lesnar, a la Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker? I think that's kind of what they were going for, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Because it was always, it, they really Brock liked- stole Undertaker's powers by beating him. Yeah. He, st- he took the streak. Roman gets that from Brock. But that didn't really there happen. There never was that coronation moment. The coronation. They use pretty much subterfuge to keep the crowd from booing by having Braun out there. Yeah, dude. They, they pulled a quick one. Yeah. So, no, I think the Roman experiment failed. If it's over, I mean, if it's done with, um, whatever that may mean, I think it's good that we're done with this trying to get him over thing. I'm yeah. uh, Trying to get him to be as big as Brock. Loved. Yeah. That's that's that I, I kind of I like it that they're done with it because they're just pushing along with whatever they're going to push along with. Yeah, let's get move on from it. Get yeah, it so with. just move on with it. Is has it been a success so far? I mean, in some respects, yes, in some respects, no. That's a messy answer, but that's it's a messy situation. It is. Moving on, we got uh, a great question coming up here from Double J. Double J. Joe Jensen has a freaking hangover from All In. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, not surprising. It was a hype weekend. Heck of a weekend. Absolutely. It was last weekend. Let's see what he has to say about it now that he's had seven days to reflect. Double J. Joe Jensen, one half of the most devastating tag team of all time, Quadruple J. Ain't we great? Coming in with another match chat question. My question is... All ends over. Post all in depression is very real. I want to know for double or nothing, all in two, do they change cities or keep it in Chicago? Let me know. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. See ya. Thank you, Double J. 
Thank you, Double J. Ain't he great? Yes, he is. He oh, got us a bunch first. of rock stars. He did. He there. brought us rock stars. Yes, yeah, that was very great. nice of him. Yeah. You can go first, and so I more or less went first last time. Where should All In 2 take place? So the temptation will be put in a different city. All In was great. Worked well. Worked great. Chicago's a great wrestling city. A great wrestling city. If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Ain't I great? Keep it in Chicago. Here's the thing about that. There's several things, but primarily. Well, yeah, the logistics. Keep like finding a place that you can fit twenty thousand people in. Well, if that's their goal, I mean, more than that, it's it's it's. We've seen with the New Japan shows, you know, the first Long Beach shows. Boy, they bungled those. Go ahead. Sold out immediately. Second one, uh, sold out pretty quick, and then Cal Palace didn't sell out. Nobody and, gives them enough shit for that rollout. Nobody and, get, and they should. I don't think the, the the next Long Beach show coming up end of this month has sold out yet. Yeah. You know why? They're coming too often. Yeah. Too close to shows, too close together in the same region. Yeah. And that's my worry. Granted, they'll be a year apart. Um, think about all in. People are going to fly in from all over the world to see that show. They did in Chicago. And if, the, if, if they manage to somehow build a fraction of the hype around all in two, people will fly in for that show too. So in a certain sense, where it's held is kind of not really that important because okay, people yeah, will go yeah, there yeah. anyways. Yeah. Chicago was great. Great, great host city. Uh, venue was fantastic. Everything was fantastic. No complaints about Chicago. However, for convenience of me, for my own convenience. <laughs> okay, yeah. If I had Golden to pick, One Center. Well, I'm not going to – Sacramento's not going to get it. Within the realm of possibility. Oh. And this is something that uh, the Young Bucks and Cody mentioned – on Talk is Jericho when they made an appearance there right before All In. Ontario, California. That's where the Young Bucks are from. A homecoming for them. Okay, all right. Narratively, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I think it might be a slightly larger building than the Sears Center. Okay. It's not going to approach the 20,000. They'd have to go to like the Madison Square Garden or something like that for, to, to get that kind of crowd. Um, but you can have it in the greater Los Angeles area. I'm sure it's like an hour and a half from, from most of L.A., Nonetheless, um, no, nobody cares about that. No, I know everybody will still drive out for it. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of the the story of 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 all into that would be great. L. A. has got a thriving independent scene on its in its oh, own right. Yeah. Um, last few times we've been in L. A. Shows, whether it be the Staples Center or the American Legion Hall, hot crowds. Mm-hmm. L. A. Is, is an underrated wrestling town. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I think Los Angeles would be a great choice. I have no more to add to that. Yeah, I think, I don't know, you're probably right. L.A., L.A. would be good. What's the capacity for Cow Palace? 14. Okay. All I right. think so that could be yeah. an option. They mentioned that on Talk of Jericho, oh, too. They, they mentioned Cow Palace. They mentioned uh, Ontario. Staples apparently has some sort of deal with WWE, so that's a no-go. They mentioned the Forum, mm-hmm. um, which well, I'm not yeah. sure how large that is, but someone in chat, one of our videos or live streams mentioned it had a capacity of 17,000. I've only been there once. Oh, what what has that? What? The forum. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I have... Yeah, you don't have to look it up. I can it's check okay. it right you now. You, there's no need to do that. You're doing it anyway. I'm doing it anyways because... Oh, capacity. There, there it go. is. Let's see. 17,505. 17, okay, all right. Well, there's a Honda Center at Anaheim, too. That's capacity about 18,000. Oh, okay. So there's plenty of options, even if you take the Staples Center out of the equation mm-hmm. that can offer larger venues than the Sears Center in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think the buzz would still be great in LA. Yeah. So 
Yeah. But I think grander sense, as long as there's buzz around the show, people will fly in for it. Yeah, I, I, I get your point about New Japan. However, I do I do think that the once a year thing aspect to it. New Japan, they, they left a lot of money on the table when they did. So I, I totally get the 4,000 venue uh, at Long Beach to kick things off. Um, but then... The, what was the the second show was in San Walt, no it was Walter Pyramid the, the second, second show, show was Long in Beach Wal- as okay. well and yeah oh yeah the first one was like fifteen hundred it was right? twenty three hundred twenty three hundred at the convention center and then Walter yeah. Pyramid is about five thousand they, they should have they should have gone to like ten thousand they should have went to the Long Beach Arena probably yeah they should have gone to ten thousand immediately and then went somewhere else in the states for the next show after that not the Cow Palace yeah because that's three shows within the span of about a year yeah in the same geographical region yeah it's a lot. Yeah, but maybe they didn't expect. Maybe their goal wasn't, you know, to sell out ten thousand every time. Could be. <laughs> maybe their goal wasn't to make money. Anyways, well, I think their goal first and foremost was to establish a presence here on the West Coast, which they hope would lead to money. Yes. Who's next? Next, we've got your Zodiac Killer. Oh, more all-in questions. Whoa. Let's see what Steve oh, Zodiac no. Killer has to say. Oh, very disturbing. Stephen Larson, here's another matchup question for you. Now, after the success of All In, um, hopefully doing All In too, but um, I'd just like to know what big indie stars do you think um, could join uh, All In too? Um, the only caveat is they can't already be in WWE, obviously, and um, a man, a woman, and a tag team. For me, it'd be LAX, uh, Jimmy Havoc, and uh, B Priestler, um, I'd love to know you guys' opinions and thoughts. Too sweet and a hot handshake, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, my Zodiac Killer. Oh, very good. Oh, wow. So, all into double or nothing. Who should be there that Here's wasn't a short there? List. Neville. Neville's number one on the list. Neville, well, not sure. on my list. Um, this is really Who's number one on your list. I'm, I'm getting to it. Neville should be there. Minoru yeah. Suzuki should be there. Okay. Walter should be there. Okay. Uh, Will Ospreay should be there. Okay. If you want a tag team, give me Evil and Sonata. Yeah, um, of women's wrestlers, Santana Garrett and Leva Bates. They were both at StarCast. Weren't on the actual card. Be good. Number one on my list, mm-hmm. it's the H champion, Adam Mayhem. So How great a, would it be for going in Raw for the H title to have a presence at All In, even if it's in the over-the-budget Battle like, Royal? Yeah, you I can't can. argue with that. I'm you not, can't. I wouldn't argue Cannot. with that. Business-wise, especially considering what he's currently doing to your personal bank account you're sitting here you're trying to buy a house and then you have this guy just sapping you dry i prefer not to think about or talk about it all right fair enough um just give your answer uh neville it's just it's neville i mean come on it's neville i i so my thing is i hesitate to i mean obviously look it's it was you know this year was new japan ring of honor heavy for obvious reasons like we all know that's that's what it that's what it is i really really loved the the players from the over the the budget battle royal i want more like guys who aren't necessarily who might show up here and there in ring of honor new japan but you know uh, people who aren't necessarily affiliated you mm-hmm. know hardcore with with those promotions what about a uh, like true independence brody king darby allen there you go those are great names right adam there. mayhem at a true independent <laughs> no man we have exclusive the going in raw is an exclusive going in raw wrestler. Yeah, is he is he in Korea yet? I think he's like on a plane. Yeah, now yeah, still. Yeah, he's in Korea um, by now. Is he? I believe I so. He left yesterday. He said it was going to be like a thirty-four hour trip. By the time this video goes up, he'll be. in Oh, Korea. by the time, yeah, he might be out by now. Uh, all right. Anyways, next, next, <laughs> DJ Mott. DJ Mott. Let's see what DJ Mott has to say. 
Steve Larson, it is your going in raw sneakerhead DJ Mott here back from the college dorm room. Anyways, you guys went to All In. Steve Larson, you guys are both huge advocates for the women's Fatal 4-Way that was at All In. There were also a lot of other great matches. Um, I haven't gotten to see most of them, but I've heard a lot of great things. Can't wait to see them. Um, so, with that being said, what do you think that these guys and gals who wrestled at All In will benefit the most from? Will it be the match quality? Will it be the experience? Will it be the publicism? You guys pick a couple things, spout them out. Can't wait to hear. Too sweet. Ernie Handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, DJ Mott. Thank you, DJ Mott. So, what will the talents from All In, what 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 helps them the most coming out of all this? I'll tell you what, I mentioned this uh, this past week. Uh, for my money, one of the talents that came in and, and generated the most buzz was Jordan Grace, mm-hmm. uh, the lone female competitor in the over-the-budget battle royal, mm-hmm. uh, eliminated Brian Cage, mm-hmm. had like a face-off with him. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, came so close to winning it, but then I think she was eliminated by Bubba Ray, mm-hmm. which got a ton of heel heat on him. Oh, yeah. So that was great. Um, so I think being one of the – look, it was there was a lot of wrestlers out there. A lot of wrestlers didn't get on the show. And, uh, and so it was kind of rarefied air for those uh, competitors. I think just being there, being part of All In, you can now hang your hat on that. That's pretty big, just yeah. being part of the show. No, I agree. It's, it's being a, a part of, of this historic occasion, mm-hmm. um, getting even just a piece of the buzz surrounding All In just attached to your name is huge. Yeah. Put that on your resume now, and uh, people say, oh, wow. this competitor was at All In. When they're, when they're analyzing the resume to book them for a show, it says here you were at All In. Would you consider yourself a team player while well, I'm all in? So, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to know. And hopefully their POs can increase a little bit thanks to their participation in all in. Moving on. Name one incident where you found yourself to be a team player. When's the last time you had a, a job interview? Probably from a cinema. Yeah, probably 2008. You remember any of the questions from your interview? Nope. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I had an interview for that. Oh, look. The hot free agent over here. Not a formal interview, at least. Yeah. Don't well, you knew uh, Ron before yeah. all that. He brought yep. you on. Yep. So there you go. Yep. I didn't have an interview for Machinima either. No. You were strictly voice talent initially. <laughs> exactly. My credentials spoke for themselves quite Ooh, literally. literally. Moving on. Next, Wayne Maker. This might be my new favorite match. It's very dramatic. Question. It's like it's like all the... It's like a Phil Collins video. <laughs> it is. Or an album cover, at least. Wayne Maker. Let's take a look. Hello, Tussers. It's Winemaker here. Now, I know you like to nut all over the Undisputed Era, but they've got a rivalry with British Strongstyle. And when Bob Fish gets back, that means there's going to be four of them and three of British Strongstyle. Now, I want to make an addition to British Strongstyle to even the numbers. So, I would pick either Jimmy Havoc or... Will Osprey. Now, I would like mm, Larson to advocate for Jimmy Havoc and Steve to advocate for Will Osprey. Go, wankers. Do, 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 do. Thank you, Wayne Maker. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. All right. Bellends. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wayne Maker's question is 
to even the numbers between a fully healthy undisputed era and British Strong Style, who needs to join British Strong Style? I have to say Jimmy Havoc. It's a great choice because Jimmy Havoc brings something that nobody else in that feud brings. Yeah. A little bit of crazy. Danger. Yes, Ooh, and danger. Edge. Yeah, he's known for doing the hardcore type stuff. Oh, man. Um, Can't no one else that. really involved in any of this does the hardcore type stuff. Here's the thing about Jimmy Havoc, too, is that he's a little on the smaller side, yes. as is Undisputed Era. So yes. it's not like you're, because you got a smaller guy, you're not giving up any size because all no. them Undisputed Era guys are teeny tiny. Well, not teeny tiny. There's average size, every average size gentleman. I mean, even British Strong Style are teeny. All wrestlers are teeny tiny these days. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I. I was talking to you about it uh, at All In and Starcast, you know, with the exception of guys like Punishment Martinez, Brian, Brian Cage, Cage. Yeah, man, they're just normal, normal sized dudes. Mm-hmm. I love that man. Mm-hmm. Opens up a wider variety. Exactly. Of exactly. So uh, I am tasked with trying to come up with a reason why Will Osprey, why the best wrestler on the planet that isn't named Kazuchika Okada, should be uh, part of British Strong Style taking on us. Well, it's Will Ospreay. He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. So, of course, he should be invited to take on the Undisputed Era. He might actually tip the scales against them, but he won't because they're Undisputed Era. And that's Undisputed. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. It's Will Ospreay. He's like one of the best wrestlers Yeah, I mean, ever. be great and all, but still, it's Undisputed Era. Yeah. Who goes over? Well, Undisputed Era goes over. And that's undisputed. I don't care if it's Jimmy Havoc, Will Ospreay, or, you know, Lou Fez. Yeah. It's the Undisputed, undisputed Era. Undisputed Era goes over, yes. You can have a team. Let me ask you something. Who wins with this team? Hulk Hogan, Ricky Dozen, Lou Fez, and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Undisputed Era. Who goes undisputed over? Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era And that's over. undisputed. <laughs> Ricky Dozen. Ricky Dozen. That's great. Next, Joshua Martinez. Let's see what Joshua Martinez has to say. He's on the move, too, in this video. Hey friendos, quick question. So obviously Noel didn't show up at All In. So where will he show up? And how soon? Could it be at the Long Beach show? For New Japan? Or the Ring of Honor show? Maybe Progress at the Wembley? What do you guys think? Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, I will go first. Yeah. Uh, as much as I would love... Uh, I love your answer here. I won't spoil it, but I love your answer. answer. However, I do feel... That prior to doing what you're about to say, he should show up uh, at a progress show. They're, uh, so they're going to be at Wembley soon? Is that soon? Is that the thing coming up? Yeah, Wembley Arena. All right, cool. I got to catch up my pro. I freaking love progress, and I got to catch up on it. They do their, good stuff. Their, their packaging for their videos are so, is so mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neville would be a hometown guy, basically. I mean, hometown. I say the UK. I don't know exactly where he's from. Um, but, uh, but yeah, have him show up in progress. You want to see a crowd. So here's the thing. If you were to show up in New Japan, for example, which may or may not be your answer, there will be an audible gasp because New Japan crowds kind of just gasp. You know, they don't start losing their shit. They just go <gasps> like that in the UK where Wayne make is from. Um, they lose their shit. And I want to see his debut come with a response of people losing their shit. So that's what I want to see. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be Wembley because that's big. I want like a small, sweaty, you know, progress venue of like, you know, a thousand people 
just lose and go and ape shit for this special historical moment. That's what I want to see. And then he can go and do whatever he wants over in New Japan. I would not be disappointed with your answer, which is coming up right now. So they're having a tournament to determine the new IWGP junior heavyweight champion since uh, Takahashi had to vacate the title due to injury. Um, offhand, I don't know when that tournament is concluding. I would assume maybe at, I don't think at the Destruction shows. I think it's probably King of Pro Wrestling in October. That's a guess. Again, I could probably take two minutes to research it. Didn't do it. Nonetheless, final end. Say it's Osprey versus Kushida. Let's say that's the match. Yeah. Osprey wins. Yeah. He's there. He's celebrating. Who comes out to beat him up? Uh, NWO Pentagon. Pac. NWO Pentagon Jr. Pac. But this time, instead of being Jericho, it's Pac. 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 Neville. So he, he comes to the ring, beats him up, grabs the mic, holds that title, and says, You. Osprey, me, Pac, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, ooh. Massive. Yeah, huge. That's, that's, that's what it needs to be. That's good. To I make like the it. largest splash. Oh, man. That's what it needs to be. Wembley. Progress. Jericho Cruz. That's the correct answer. <laughs> Can we get Adam Mayhem booked on the Jericho Cruz? We could try. He gets in there. He's all seasick. What about Adam Mayhem? <laughs> <laughs> Next, from Christopher Rampersod. Let's see what Christopher Rampersod has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. My question is today is, what WWE wrestler would you put in the Jack the Destroyer character for Guards of the Galaxy 3 since Batiste don't want to leave over the whole James Gunn situation? And my other question is, book an appointment for Batista the Face in WWE. To me, I pick Roman Reigns. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher Rampersod. Oh man! Okay, oh, I'll go first. First off, well, hold on a second. What? Nobody can replace no, Batista. Nobody. Tracks. Nobody. Nobody can do that. Now continue. Roman Reigns. You want Roman Reigns to be a crossover star? Put him in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I wonder if he'd be any good. And I mean, dude's got charisma. He's yeah. good looking. Yeah. I wonder if he's got a good sense of comedic timing because that's pivotal for Drax. Put that beef away. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That was cocky good. The suck, the sucker punch, especially the one of the ribs to Baron Corbin. Yeah. And he's walking away. You might want to go to the trainer's room. It's good. It's kind of, it's like bully good, but like it's good. Drax isn't really that. Drax I know. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Nonetheless, Roman Reigns. All right. He, uh, and then who does Batista face in his first feud back? Don't say it. Roman Reigns. Stop. Drax Stop. versus Drax. Stop it. That's what it is. Drax versus Drax. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, Braun Strowman to be Drax. Braun, I think Braun could pull that off because Braun looks like a beast, and he and he has an excellent sense of humor. I think Braun could actually pull off Drax. That being said, nobody can replace Dave Batista, um, and it'd be Triple H for his return. Yeah, match. he said that. He said he, as said much. he wanted that. He said as so much. just let him do it. Yeah, that'd be great. It would be great. Next from Ao Worm. Let's see what Ao Worm has to say. Okay. Who's good, buddy? Ao Worm here. So Steve Larson. So of all the main roster talent in WWE, how many of them would have made it through NXT? Like, what would have been their ceiling, and how long would they have been in NXT? All right, guys, take it easy. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Again, he's also, like, hovering in the darkness. Yeah. Weird. Um, anyways, so let's take a look at the main roster. So obviously, like a ton of people that are on main roster right now did come up through. Yeah, I think the actually NXT, a vast majority of them. The have. way we know it now, I mean, so like obviously, so 
out of the shield, really, it was just kind of Seth Rollins. I know Dean was there. Yeah, and and and, and Reigns was there, was there for a little bit. But they but... didn't really come up through NXT the way we know it now. That sort of started with Seth. Yeah. Um, guys like him, of course, Bo Dallas also is a prominent NXT champion. Finn, of course, is the mm-hmm, longest running, mm-hmm. et cetera, Kevin et cetera. Um, but uh, so let's say let's say Roman Reigns. Let's say they bring in this kid, Roman Reigns. How would he fare in today's NXT? Whoops. I mean, I think he couldn't sit in the crowd because he's not a signee from like no, he's the, a developmental guy. So he doesn't have a name. So he'd have to be introduced in a fashion like Lars Sullivan. Yeah, where he's involved in squash matches. Yeah, I don't know if people. Okay, is there like another? It would. It'd all be about an opportunity for him to show off a personality, and whether that personality um, um, would 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 you know resonate with the full sale crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we saw, for example, Kona Reeves recently get a repackage. There was some hype behind him. Um, and I don't really feel like he's forged a connection. Pretty much anybody. <laughs> <laughs> With anybody. Wow, that was rude. That was good, though, because you're right. Um, I don't know. Who else, like... I don't even know. <laughs> and that's not necessarily a slide against Kona Reeves. I think it's just it a weird. It totally is. It's a weird gimmick. It doesn't really make sense. How? What, what about him is really the finest? <laughs> it's so it's, bad. It's just not a good gimmick. Like, who else in NXT is a good temple for what, what Roman Reigns could do in NXT? Like, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, there's Lars Sullivan, but Lars Sullivan is so unique. Yeah. Like, that dude looks like a wrestler from 1901. He does. Um, Roman Reigns is just good-looking. He's like he doesn't come up with a he doesn't come with a reputation for being like an excellent wrestler or anything. Mm-hmm. So like where does he fall? You, you don't see a lot of guys like look at the developmental scene. You got guys like um what's his name? Brennan Williams, mm-hmm. who I you know, I don't really know a lot about. I know he's got some sort of sitting meme going on on Twitter. Have you mm-hmm. seen any of that? The what is he called? The Sultan of Sit? Something like that. Hmm. I don't know. It's all weird. I think it's fine. It's good. He's on up, up, down, down. Sometimes he seems like a funny dude. Yeah. But like, it's not like the crowd is like. I mean, I don't know. He's been in developmental for a while. Yeah. I don't. You know, I'm just trying to think of like a parallel. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's coming like from hot, like from the independence, basically. I know. I know. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know how Roman Reigns would fare. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I'd love to say. I mean, there's singular personalities like Velveteen Dream, right? Like Patrick Clark, yeah, sure. Who is more or less coming as developmental talent, sure, yeah, and managed to hang, you know, in terms of personality and in ring with the indie guys that they've signed, yeah. Um, But apart from him and Lars Sullivan, I'm looking at the list of purely developmental talents or predominantly developmental talents, and those to like okay seem to be, be the kind of top stars from so they gave they gave um Tino a lot of opportunity yeah and i feel like maybe if he you know if roman reigns was in the tino spot he might have excelled people might have been into him oh yeah maybe you know i don't know it's it's all about the good wrestling in nxt to be honest yeah it really you, is you know and so yeah if he can show a bit of personality have that personality connect with the audience there at full sale and put on really good matches then he'd be fine but beyond him i'm not sure how many people like dean obviously if they had spotlighted him in nxt mm-hmm. he would have been huge mm-hmm. massive mm-hmm. like if he came in now if john mm-hmm. moxley came in now or aj styles oh well yeah five years ago gone through nxt sure he'd been massive but like is there anybody else like that's on the roster today beyond roman 
that didn't come up through NXT? Really? I mean, Braun didn't have any time in NXT. He'd be huge. He was there though. I mean, yeah, he was. He was, he was a, like, yeah, he, he was, went through. He was a rosebud. Wasn't like wasn't so. If they, if they brought him through NXT, yeah, he'd be like, you know, he'd have a higher ceiling than uh, freaking Lars Sullivan. Yeah, he'd be huge there. Yeah, yeah. Especially with like the like the Miz, he'd be fine in NXT because he's got tons of personality. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. I maybe maybe not. Maybe not, dude, because early Miz was not the polished thing he oh, is now. Far, yeah, far from it, yeah. Like, Miz might have been a Kona Reeves, dude. Because for all we know, Kona Reeves has, like, all sorts of personality that'll take eight years to develop. Could be. So, I, Miz, I don't know. If they just well, it, brought, depends. it depends. If they brought in some dude from, like, the real world, I don't even know if that's on anymore. I don't know either. So, like, Jersey Shore. Whatever the fuck is on now. Jersey Shore is not anymore either. Yeah, that's been long gone, I know. But something like that, yeah. the crowd would shit all over that. I don't think. I honestly think the Miz would wash out. You never know. Crowd would shit on that, man. Maybe. Okay. All right. That's continue, it. I guess. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next question from Stephen. Me, Stephen, not you. We, Different Stephen. Let's we're, see what Stephen has. My to question. Say. No, not is, your question. What are we Different getting question. for lunch today? I already had lunch. Let's see what Stephen has. Why to didn't say. you invite me to lunch with you? Konstantu friendos, This is Stephen here, your Irish linguistic expert, here with another match chat question. So today I was thinking about title reigns. Recently, Dolphin said faced off for the Intercontinental Championship. Dolphin's won it about seven times or something. That was Seth's second time winning it. So, does a title reign, the length of it, matter more than how many titles won? We've Ric Flair, who had many lengthy reigns, but won it 16 times, and that's the record to beat. And Dolph's won a lot of championships, but we also look at Dolph, kind of a B, C list player, whereas Seth is the man. He's the workhorse. He's the man of the hour. But he's not Leo Rush, but you know what I mean. So, what matters more, the amount of titles won, or the length of title reigns, or how significant you make the reign, and which is more significant? Too sweet. Harry handshake. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, me. No, this isn't you. Oh, it's different, Stephen. Uh, length of reign. Oh, so I mean, obviously, there's you know, the scene is about to, or scene at one point, some point, it's probably gonna break Ric Flair's record. That's like a thing, you know, people do make a big deal about that. But if you think about it, isn't it like length of your reigns? It's, it's a reign? matter of dominance versus kind of dependability. If you got a, a, a ton of reigns, that means the, the company sees you as dependable, they sure, can put the yeah. belt on you, you'll make money for the company, yeah. So one's a matter, I think, of marketability, whereas okay. the other one is more a mark of, I mean, they both can be a, a mark of marketability, but if, like for Lesnar, for example, they really want to establish that universal title as something, so they put on, you know, the most legitimate uh, fighter they had. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he didn't defend the whole title a whole bunch, his matches weren't great, mm-hmm. but I think to a certain extent, they managed to establish the universal title as something important. Because he had a lengthy reign with it, and because he was legit. Yeah, I'll put it this way: so Stone Cold Steve Austin had four runs, something like that. And none of them were terribly five. long, and none of them were long. He's not; he wasn't really defined by being champion. WWE. Same can be said for The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how most, many, was he? most of his reigns are pretty short too. Pretty short, but he was so you know, um, so. You know, I, I kind of feel like it's more, but then you know, you got a guy like CM Punk, um, who really hung his hat on his 434 days or whatever it was, 
title reign, and that's that's like a big achievement. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so like, well, I mean, it, it, let's go over to New Japan. Let's yeah, go to yeah, New yeah. Japan. Yeah, Okada. Yeah, big deal because he held that title for so long. Yes, that's length of reign right there. Yeah, you know, if he held it twice, if he held it five times, and each one was like a month long, people wouldn't really give a shit. Yeah, but he would be able to call himself a five time. Yeah, which you can't. I think he is already four or five time. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think the answer is both. The answer is both. You know. Because I mean, because, if if because if, uh, look at Ric Flair, it's not like he had the belt sixteen times, but had it for hundred days each time. He had like five hundred day reigns, a couple yeah. of them well over four hundred days. Yeah, he had a yeah really fucking long reigns. Yeah, lots yeah. of them, yeah. several of them. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, it, it, with Flair, you kind of get the best of both. You get the long reigns plus a lot of them. Ooh, okay. because he was someone that the NWA put the belt on, knew could draw money, was dependable. I'll go ahead and make the case now for length. Now that we've right. now that we've gone through this, you know, and we beat it into the ground, we're so confused. Whenever people ask us, "Who's the next guy to have something that's ridiculous?" They don't say, "Who's the next guy to get seventeen titles or eighteen titles?" They say, "What? Who's the next guy to have a Bruno length reign?" Mm-hmm. That's kind of the benchmark. So it's length. It's got to be length. I don't know. They make such a huge deal about Ric Flair's record. Yeah, but when we get asked questions, it's mainly asking about a Bruno length reign. Like when you field questions about how long Adam Mayhem's run with the H title is going to be, you don't say, well, he's going to have like, oh, he's going to have it 10 times. No. It's you always He's going to have it once for 15 years. Right, exactly. It's kind of a bigger deal. Because he's going to legitimize that belt. We've we've solved the problem. It's length. Okay. The length, and the and the width. That's what I hear. All right. Next from Zach S. Let's see, Let's see what Zach S. has to say. Zach S. What's good, Super Marks and many friendos out there? It's your official friendo verse IWGP heavyweight champ Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. The question this week is simply: What should Oscar do at the All Women's Pay Per View for WWE? Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. Oscar should do whatever she wants, but more importantly, she should win a goddamn title at Evolution. I know. Finally, it's been a year almost since she's been brought up to the main roster. What the hell? She really should have won that title at WrestleMania. Yeah, she should have. Um, yeah. Do something important, at least. Do something important. She should win a title. That's important. Yes. And have it for a very long length. Yes. Of time. And then when she loses it, get it again and get it again and get it again. So she'll have both length and numbers yeah. of lengths of yeah. title reigns. Yes, yes, and That's yes. That's what she do because she's Asuka and they have royally fucked her up since they brought her up. Pretty much. So continue. Is, this the, is, that, is, is Asuka now the worst NXT call-up blunder? Given what her potential was, yeah. 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 Given what she should have been yeah. and what she is. Yes. 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 Next up from Minnesota Joe. Let's see what Minnesota Joe has to say. Hey, Steven Larson. Minnesota Joe here, outside at my house. And uh, just got back from school in the gym. Speaking of the gym, when I work out, I like to listen to wrestling themes, either from New Japan or WWE or wherever. And I love them. They really help you work out. So my question for you this week is, what company has the better themes? WWE or New Japan Pro Wrestling? I can't decide. They both have awesome themes. 
Thanks, friend. Those two sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Minnesota Joe. Thank you, Minnesota Joe. I'm going to go first here, Steve. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the most iconic pro wrestling themes right now. One you were pining to hear at All In, Bullet Club. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's got great lyrics and everything. Yeah. And then you got Kenny Omega's, oh, yeah. oh, exactly. No, it's good stuff. And also the greatest theme song of all time, Kaze Ninare, Minoru Suzuki's theme. I mean, I can go on and on. The great themes. I feel like that's just that's that's Rainmaker. Such a Okada's theme is great. To say. The the old version and the new one, both great. Yeah. What? Yeah. Tanahashi's inspirational. Love no, and energy. No, I don't like love and energy. I don't like either of those things. Why not? Uh, overrated. Give me money and survival survivor sur- survival new skills. New Japan. Evil's theme's really good. Naito's theme's really good. Yeah, Sonata's theme's really good. Yeah, not really. Yeah, they are. No, they're good. Gorilla's of Destiny theme is really good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm not saying they're bad. They're good. Finn or Prince Devitt's old song is really good. Real rock and roller. That you can you can actually hook me with that one. There you go. Real rock. Real rock. That's all weird. Yeah, dude. Come on. The CFO dollar sign. They are killing it right now. Come on. Shock. This unit. That. Come on. No, they've done undisputed good stuff. era. Listen, undisputed era. You got uh, just the the number of of hits they've come out with. Undisputed era. Alistair Black, Oscar's theme song, um, Street Profits. I bring the cane like nobody am in a band of descent. That's great. Bianca Belair's theme song is great. They have such a width and breadth of variety with their output that always exactly match. Now, granted, they went through, was it them that did Kevin Owens and uh, Seth Rollins? Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose all sort of had their songs Drop it around kind of the same time. They all kind of sound the same. <laughs> they all kind of sound the same. But we're past that by now. Glorious, the theme song, Glorious. Shinsuke Nakamura's original theme song and his remix with the rapping guy on it. It's, dude, come on. It's There's no question here. It's CFO dollar sign. It's WWE for sure. And that is undisputed. No, Kaze Ninare is better than any other. Shock. The system. Kaze Ninare. That is so overrated. Oh, get out of here with that. So everybody says Kaze because Minoru Suzuki is great. Give me a break. It's a great song. The theme song is overrated. No, it's the best. It is. It's the absolute best. so silly. You have no heart. You're not willing to be inspired by music because the chorus of that is pure inspiration. Wow, you're going dark. You're getting really personal I am getting personal. Well, you You open your heart. Man, screw you. Open it to inspiration. I'll go you one better. Fuck you. It's not terribly clever. Anyways, next up, Stephen Cooper. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't have said fuck you. Yeah, that was rude. I shouldn't have said that. I'm just telling you to open your heart up. I take back fuck you. I don't know if Can I... Can I take back fuck no, you? I'm not accepting that. Oh, man. I feel so bad you now. You should. Well, I, from the bottom of my heart, no fuck you. <laughs> At best, that's that's like insult neutral. <laughs> oh, man. You know, put us put little tire binds back together as Stephen Cooper's question. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, this is Stephen Cooper's coming to you with another Matt Chat question. Now, Stephen Larson, what is the better WrestleMania 35 main event? And now let's, we're not just talking about what's the best match going to be, but what's going to bring in the most money, what's going to help, um, you know, sell more tickets. Is it going to be the Shield triple threat for the Universal Championship with a heel Dean Ambrose coming in as champion? Or... Is it Daniel Bryan versus The Miz 
for the world have the WWE Championship. So, uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, too sweet, hearty handshake. Catch you in the next one. Thank you, Stephen Cupers. Thank you, Stephen Cupers. You want to go first? You can go first. Yeah, sure. I mean, the answer is probably Shield Triple Threat, but I'll argue on behalf of Ms. Daniel Bryan because it's been eight years in the making. By WrestleMania, it'll probably be nine years in the making, and then they could just do the thing where they round it up and say it's been a decade in the making. Uh, Daniel Bryan winning the the WWE title off of The Miz. Look, we all know The Miz is one of the best in the business with promo skills. This is a hot, hot feud. It's going to continue to be hot, hot going into Mania like what six months from now or whatever it is um yeah it's be huge you got daniel bryan he's on total bellas the miz has his own reality show miz and maurice and uh this is great so that, that's the one that's the big money feud right there no it's the shield triple threat Dean turns heel shocking everybody shock gets super vicious the super system. violent there's no reality shows with that, though. No, that's good need mainstream to- crossover appeal. However, Big Dog, Roman Reigns, it is Roman Reigns. It is his yard. He is top guy in company. Just by his mere presence in this match, it'll be the main event of WrestleMania 35, and it'll be good because you have a wealth of story. Yeah, Ms. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Their story goes back nearly a decade. However, like three of those, Daniel Bryan had to be retired. Um, it wasn't like they had a constant ongoing thing throughout the length of those eight years. It started off with Daniel Bryan in the, the original NXT. Miz was his, his mentor. Yeah, man, it's all good stuff. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's a lot of appeal. There's a lot of great stuff here with the Shield. Nah. It really is. Nah, we don't want to see this guy in the main event again. Sure they do. If it's against Seth Rollins and Dean this? Ambrose. What if they did this? What? Instead of a Shield triple threat, how about a handicap match? The Shield versus The Undertaker. Undertaker goes over. Why am I fighting three guys? This hardly seems fair. And then he wins in a squash match. And then I win. Squash match. Tombstone, tombstone, tombstone. Last ride, last <laughs> ride, last all ride. Last, he, st- he puts all three of them yeah, in, in a, Hell's Gate. No, no, no. It's a, it's a stacked last ride. Oh. So, like, powerbomb, like, they're all stacked up on he each other. He couldn't even do one. He couldn't even powerbomb uh, Roman Reigns. He runs over them with his motorcycle. No, I'm telling you, it's the Hell's Gate and the submission move. He just stacks them Live all. Limp Biscuit playing there during a match. Yeah. Live Limp Biscuit celebration after the match. <laughs> no, that's the Kid Rock celebration. Oh, does it have to be with American Badass? Good job, him not running for the Senate. <laughs> God, that didn't happen. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's the Undertaker yeah. versus the, the Shield triple th- or a uh, handicap match. Handicap yes. match. That's, Undertaker that's goes what over. Should be. There you go. Next from Patrick Sparks. Let's see what Patrick Sparks has to say. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right. So debate this week's about tag teams. I want to know your opinions on who would have been the better wrestler out of these three tag teams if they broke into the business as single wrestlers. Bubba, Devon, Edge, Christian, Matt, Jeff. And for a bonus, who would have the bigger singles career now that they've already spent all their careers as a tag team, very successful one at that, Young Bucks, Nick or Matt. Thanks, friendos. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. He, he, does, he hasn't had the bees in a while. That's I know. A bummer. I know it is a bummer. So he wants us to determine of these tag teams who mm-hmm. would have better singles careers mm-hmm. if they had started out as singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm. First, Dudley Boys, Bubba, and Devon. Bubba. Bubba was the better talker. 
he was a great mic guy. And we've seen when he's like in shape, he's great. Yeah, we've seen how crazy he is just this last weekend at All In. Yeah, dude. Devon was great. Yeah, Devon was great. Probably gets the edge. Yeah, sure. Um, next, Edge and Christian. You know, I think pretty much, with maybe the exception of the Hardys, okay. like any uh, of these pairings, whoever is more they renowned been, as a they singles wrestler, they would have been anyways. Yeah. So I think Edge would have been, if he had started out, well, he did start well, out he as, did. A, as, <laughs> yeah, as a Yeah, he did. Wrestler. But if he had grown to, in prominence as a singles wrestler yeah. as opposed to taking, I think he still would have gone down as, as the better singles wrestler. Again, Jeff no slight to Christian. Christian had a great career. Yeah. Jeff and Matt's kind of an interesting one, though. Yeah. That one seems like more – I mean, like, I, I, I kind of feel like Jeff maybe got the advantage um, with the singles push maybe just because Vince liked him more. Well, right, because he was more of a daredevil, perhaps. Here's the thing about Jeff: do crazier well, stuff. This is why I think Jeff was more money. I think, well, the, I think what you said is true. I think, yeah, he did the crazier stuff. You know how certain people simply have that intangible, oh yeah, yeah, natural charisma that it, with him truly rock star quality. He always had that. Oh, yeah. way more than Matt Hardy. No, did. I agree with that. Way more, and I think that pushes him over the edge. I be. really do. Um, I can't see a scenario. I mean, Matt Matt really shined through doing the broken stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like totally. And he was the star of that completely. Oh, and yeah. Jeff would never be able to have taken the lead in that. Um, that being said, Jeff is so much, so much just cooler mm-hmm. than Matt that I think that it always would have been Jeff. Yeah, probably. Regardless. Now, here's an interesting one. I have, yeah, I get Matt, Matt and Nick Jackson. It's Matt. He's just, he has older brother vibe to it. And that just is, that's just more compelling. Maybe. He did most of the talking at the end of All In. Yeah. After the show went off the air. Yeah. You can tell he's he's the older brother. Yeah. Like, you can tell. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Matt. I mean, because beyond that, there's no discernible difference. In the ring, can you tell the difference? Nick is, I mean, everybody always says he's the most, not, he's the most athletic of the two. Okay. Right. So, in terms of in-ring stuff, Nick might have the edge. Maybe. I, can, I honestly can't tell the difference. Doesn't matter with them, anyways. They said they're never going to break yeah, out. Yeah, they don't want to do that. They yeah, want to be a tag team. That's smart. For life. That's smart, man. Absolutely. Exactly. Next from TNA for life. Let's see what TNA for life has to say. What is up, friendos? It's your boy, TNA for life, here for another Matt Chat question. My question this week, Steven Larson, if you could take anyone in WWE under the WWE umbrella, no matter what show they are in, take two guys put them together to form a tag team, who would it be? Because I feel like Raw is lacking tag teams right now and could really use a like a really powerful tag team to help brighten up that division a little bit. I'll tell you who I would put together. Keith Lee and Leo Rush. So tell me, if you could take any two guys, have them team up, who would it be? Thank you very much. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Peace out. Thank you, TNA for life. Thank you, TNA for life. You don't, you don't know the team that has all the money behind them? Like, they would generate so much money? Who? Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali. They're two of the guys we always point out on 205 Live who, if they don't go to main roster, that would be an absolute tragedy. Either of these guys would be so much money if they came up through NXT instead. But if you were to put them together as a tag team, talk about legitimizing a division just with those two alone – they would be supremely over if you allow Cedric to sort of loosen up a little bit as a character to the level that Mustafa Ali kind of feels a bit looser as a character. 
but yet maintain that that intensity that they both can bring. Give me a they would be huge. Yeah. And their athleticism, their mm-hmm. creativity. I want to see them as a tag team. I man. think that'd be really good. Absolutely. However, I'm going to go with a tag team that I, I brought up in our Raw recap. This is a good one. Bob Rude and Bobby Lashley. Glorious Impact. We can call them Glorious Domination because it works. The into Glorious their, Impact. Glorious Impact. Or um, someone in chat today said the Heavenly Bobbies. That's a good one, too. And have Jim Cornette manage them. Yeah, are, Is there a tag team name that can have TNA as its initials? I'm sure we can devise something. Yeah. Nonetheless, neither of them are, are really doing much of anything right yeah. now. And that yeah. could be what brings the them nasty together. The Nasty Asses. TNA. The Nasty Asses. Because it's like they're badasses, but they call them Nasty Asses. People might take that the wrong way. <laughs> call them Mud Butt. <laughs> Um, it would give Bob Roode something to do, give Bobby Lashley something to do. The Raw Tag Division is not that strong right now. They can get into it right now and, yeah. and, and dominate. Dominate. Oh, my God. Who's coming out? Mud butt. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's Matt Chat. What do you want? Yes. Next, Kyan Mangan. See what Kyan has to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, Stephen Larson, back with another Matt Chat question. And yesterday was Father's Day in Australia, and I was thinking to myself, Who's the greatest father-son duo of all time in good old wrestling? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Kyan. You have the right answer here. Oh, you told me to do it? You came up with this? Well, look, all I got is Vern and Greg Gagne. Or, oh, you can say the Von Erichs. Or Dad Von Erich and then the other Von Erichs. Yeah. They're good, too. If it was father and child, oh, it'd be Flair and It'd Flair. be Ric Flair and Charlotte. Yeah. Because they're probably the most decorated father-child you didn't want to go with Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn? Well, Austin Gunn is pretty new to wrestling, so no. Yes, However, if it's father-son, it's going to be Dusty Rhodes, and you got to say both his sons, Cody Rhodes and Goldust, Dustin. Um, decorated, they all have won a ton of belts. Yeah, you don't even have to say anything. These are like... So much money in this yeah, family. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, Randall Orton. That's a good one, though. Uh, Rocky Johnson and The Rock. Well, That's a good one. But uh, I don't know in terms of, of the, the overall success of yeah. the entire family. Yeah. You gotta go with the roads. What about Christian Cage and Brian Cage? They're not related. Really? Nope. They're not father son. No. What about John Quincy Adams and John Quincy Adams Jr.? Was there a John Quincy Adams Jr.? Are you thinking of John Adams and John Quincy? Adams? That's what I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah, no, I, think, I don't believe they're yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. Presidents, though. Uh-huh. Second and sixth. Yeah. yeah. It's the Rhodes. Yeah, it's the Rhodes. It's got to be the Rhodes. It's the Rhodes. Papa Buck and the Young Bucks. I don't think Papa Buck wrestled. Probably not a wrestler. No. Um, what about Michael Cole and Adam Cole? All right, let's move on then. Uh, Loki from the Freak Legion. Yes. Let's see what he has to say. He's got such a kind face. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that he's not a villain anymore. He's not a henchman anymore. Doesn't seem like he's it. He's a baby face. Let's see what he has to say okay. here. Okay. Hello, Stephen Larson. Lucky Richard here. No gimmick today, but I do have a special message. In April, I'll be taking Nemo on her fantasy vacation to Osaka. Hello, Nemo Jen. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. And I'm broke now. But that brings up my question for you this week. My question for you is, besides Japan, because, you know, where would you think a fantasy vacation for a wrestling fan would be? Where would you go? What would you do? Have fun with the debate, and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you, Loki. 
Oh man. So like I know you you were already putting in my answer as what your answer is going to be. But then I stopped you and said, "Oh no, it's not the obvious one. It's not the territory of the Wayne Maker himself or Progress Wrestling." I'd take me to Mexico to go see Triple Mania, get a mad shirt and soak in all the Here's the thing about Mexico more than any other, well, maybe Japan. Maybe Japan. Here's the thing about Mexico. Lucha Libre is, talk about crossover mainstream. El Santo revolutionized their film business. Mm -hmm. They have uh, many, many, I am astounded every single week when I read the attendance figures on all the Lucha promotions, AAA, CMLL, The Crash, and others. They sell out on a regular basis, like, 10,000 seat arenas yeah, yeah. for just regular shows. Um, they have comic books uh, that are like read by adults that are Lucha. Lucha is part of their culture. It is a deeply ingrained part of their culture. Uh, El Santo, when he passed away, he had like one of the largest attended funerals like ever on the planet. Um, that was huge. So I would go to a place, uh, I would go to Mexico where the lucha culture is so deep and so revered. Uh, that would be, I think, uh, a dream situation for pro wrestling. That's a good answer. That's a really good answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. I'll, I'll, I'll say United Kingdom. That's a good one, too. Um, the wrestling scene over there is thriving. Thriving. Especially if you go uh, for the upcoming Progress Wembley show. I'm sure they're going to uh, spare no expense in yep. putting on an awesome show. In uh, I think their first arena show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the the depth of talent over there in the United Kingdom is great. It's very good. You can um, catch a WWE UK NXT show exactly, and a Progress show and a Rev Pro show and ICW and a Defiant show and ICW. There's just so much going on. So much going on there. So both good the answers. Both great answers. Both great answers. Yeah. Next up, we've got also from Freak Legion. Delete the freak of destruction. There you go. Let's see what he has to say. What's up, Steven Larson? It's your boy, Delete Freak of Destruction. Got my main man, Buddy Love, right there. And my Matt Chat question this week is after watching All In and seeing how well Stephen Amell did, pretty good job, right? He gets the no. Where'd you come from? Anyway, uh, what celebrity do you think uh, could transition into being a good wrestler? Also, side question, which celebrity do you think would be an awful wrestler like David Arquette? Anyway, too sweet, hearty handshake. Out. Thank you, Delete. Thank you, Delete. Um, we've answered variations of this question before. My answer is always the same. It's LeBron James. Okay. Um, he's the greatest athlete in the history of professional basketball. Greatest athlete to ever played the game. Good act, like good comedic actor too. Yes. He's like got tons, tons of, of personality and charisma. He yeah. was like one of my favorite parts about train, train wreck. It's pretty much my him and John him Cena. Him and John Cena. It's yeah. weird that they didn't really like Bill Hader should never be the straight guy playing to everybody I else's know. comedy. I know. That dude is one of the most gifted comedians. I know. Um going today. Yeah. And to answer the second half of his question, um pretty much Every celebrity should stay away from wrestling. It's very hard. It's real. So uh, he pointed out the Stephen Amell match. Yeah, that illustrates just how difficult, how difficult it, is. it yes. is. He also did. Was he the one who put down David Arquette? 
Yeah. David Arquette's having some good matches these days, or at least the one sequence that I saw him in didn't mm-hmm. seem awkward at all. Mm-hmm. So David Arquette's doing good things. Stephen Amell, God bless his soul, yes. put in about as good an effort as anybody could be expected to, but you still see the little details mm-hmm. that come off as a bit awkward with somebody who hasn't put in all the reps exactly. that all those professionals at All In have done exactly. over the years. And so that's why I agree with you. Celebs should stay away from the wrestling ring. It always just comes off as awkward. Even, look, I love, I think Ronda Rousey is beating expectations, but not by much. So there's still some awkwardness here. Mm-hmm. Brie Bella, she's been wrestling for how long, and she still can't figure out how to do a suicide dive. So there you go. All right. All right. Next, the enforcer with a text question. Oh, uh, uh, celebrity who should? Uh, Terry Crews. Yes. Terry Crews, for yes. sure. That dude is like maybe the most charismatic man on the planet. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, text question from the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. He has to say, uh, sorry, Stephen Larson, I have to text this to you. Give me your favorite thing you saw it all in the weekend. What was the worst thing? Thanks, guys. It was the favorite thing. Uh, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold ET. E. That's on the vlog. That's on the vlog. Good. Yeah. That's on that the was. Vlog. I, I. I was completely unfamiliar with Stone Cold ET. I didn't know he was a thing on YouTube. We uh, checked that out after we witnessed Stone Cold ET in person. From our vantage point, it was simply a dude and his girlfriend or lady friend or whatever um, dressed up as Stone Cold. He had an E.T. rubber mask on. He had a Stone Cold vest and some jeans. He just sauntered up to an empty table at StarCast on the final day when it was kind of clearing out. He sat down and would just talk to people. Like, people walked by. He would cut promos on them. He would cut promos. Hey, what are you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? And then he'd go, he'd take his water bottle. Whisper something to his lady friend. And then hey, what's going promos. on, Stone Cold E.T.? Because that's the bottom line. And uh, you might have seen this. Uh, Joey Janela took a stunner from him. True, true. But he was walking around. He was going over to uh, Russell Crap had a casket with like a Katie Vick thing going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Cut a promo and all that. Got that video. His Stone video. Cold was perfect. Yeah, it was dead on. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. At no point during the weekend did I laugh as hard as I did. Yeah, I was literally crying. Those few minutes he was there, it was, was great. outstanding. It was fantastic. A lot in the. A lot of great things happened all in the StarCast weekend. The whole experience was outstanding. Mm-hmm, Everything yeah. was great. I think at that moment, Sunday, we were both tired. We just stayed up late. Mm-hmm. We didn't finish uh, recording the recap for all in until 2 or 2.30 in the morning. I stayed up till almost 4, yeah. putting it together. Yeah. Um, I think at that point, we needed that. Yes, I think that's completely right. The, the look on Scarlett Bordeaux's face, too. She was, like, confused and amused and all in the same batch. She, she was laughing on She was. Just everybody was captivated by yeah, it. Yeah, it was pretty captivating. Um, the worst thing I saw, I don't know. I mean, I guess like my clock when I knew it was time to wake up because that time zone difference, yeah, two hours matters. People. Yeah. Two hours really matters. There, it's a minor thing, but uh, a couple of days it was a little stormy. Oh, sure. So it was very humid. Oh, that was annoying. And I don't really handle humidity well. If I travel, I much prefer cold weather. I want it to be cold. I want to bundle up. Temperate. Cold weather. What I want and no humidity. I just can't, can't handle humidity. Do, very yeah, I can't well. do humidity. And that's just me. We're so soft. I'm not used to it. We're so soft. Well, if you you know if you live in a humid uh, you climate, you it. get used to it. Yeah, sure. Just, we've never acclimated ourselves to it. True. Because it's not humid out here. Yeah. But yeah, beyond that, I don't think there's anything bad that I saw. Great. Yeah. No, it was fantastic the entire time. Mm-hmm. Next uh, and final, finally, final question from Vince McMahon's least favorite scarf. Interesting. Sadly, no video for first time match chatter. My question: Who do you think? Would get more over now, Brian Pillman or Eddie Guerrero? Probably Eddie. Probably Eddie. Eddie was so good. 
Yeah, he was great. He was so good. Um, okay, so I can think of a decent parallel for Brian Pillman. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Is there a parallel for Eddie Guerrero? And I'm not speaking like, you know, you don't have to stick to, you know, uh, Latino wrestlers. But somebody who had that level of charisma. And was that good in the ring. And was that much of a workhorse in the ring. Seth Rollins. So it's a Seth Rollins workhorse situation. But I think but Eddie surpassed him in terms of yeah. charisma. And, oh, and, for sure. And promos and Absolutely. Such. I mean, at that point, you're kind of looking at somebody in the realm of Daniel Bryan who shared the same wrestling skills. Daniel Bryan, his charisma is such that he could just be himself. I don't think he's ever tried to be a character. A character. I mean, yeah, he went healed back when he cashed in his World Heavyweight Championship, but and that, you know what? That's actually that's actually a really good that's a good comparison right there, because when he cashed in, I think he was when he, when he was that heel Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. and when he was doing the stuff with Kane after that. I could see a parallel between him and Eddie there in terms of the level of charisma, but still Eddie had that like extra turbo, you know, that mm-hmm. extra thing there mm-hmm. that I don't know that anybody has, man. Boy, he was good. Yeah. He was something else. Yeah. Remember when he used, he used to like during his promos, his voice, his voice would get all hoarse because he put everything I into know. it. I know. Oh God. He's so good. He was, he was one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Anyways, that's it for Matt chat. Yep. Uh, you too can put your video question here on Matt Chat, $20 a month at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, the new 10 pounds of gold drop. So I'm about to watch that. Nice. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.